0: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Stash It or Pass It podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Shugarts, and this is your weekly report for everything crypto, cannabis, and culture. Crypto being our weather report, cannabis, our traffic report, and the anything goes culture report. Thanks again for being with us, everybody. This is week five, and we are so excited you're here with us. This week, we got a great show for everyone. It's another week in paradise on the culture report. We're going to hear from my man, Stash Adams. He's got a mindful minute for us. We're going to talk about the NCAA, some NIL deals, our relationship with cannabis and a really cool youth project Mike has going on at a, uh, at a, a, youth correctional facility in Florida. So we're really excited to share that this week on the weather report. We're going to bring a couple updates and, uh, just do a couple product reviews. Our man, Austin Barnard, co-founder of of Capital, is still on a safari over in Africa. And uh, last week, we got to meet the infamous Bitcoiner and Bitcoin coach, Marcus Moles. And uh, we're going to have both of them on the show in the uh, future. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Next week, we're going to have Brian Harrington from Choice Kingdom Trust. He's going to come on and talk Bitcoin IRAs. So... Uh, got a lot of things happening in the uh, weather report to come. And this week on the uh, traffic report, we're sitting down with Dr. B and we're reviewing True Leaf, Cara Leaf, Green Thumb and Cresco. Those are the big four. They got really big numbers. And uh, there's a couple of uh, things going on in the uh, courtroom as well that we're going to talk about. So again, thank you for being here with us. And as always, Do not forget to check those show notes because we got some great referral links. We got some really cool articles and uh, we'll have our uh, we'll have our leafly strains of the week on there as well. So, uh, you know, again, make sure to check those out. One in particular, the Voyager referral link. You're going to get twenty five dollars in free Bitcoin after your first hundred dollars investment. You're starting up 125%. It's a good deal, folks. So without further ado, may I remind you, none of this is financial advice. We're just going along for the journey. Thanks again for being here with us. So without further ado, it's time for my favorite part of the week, and that is a mindful minute with my man, Stash Adams.
1: All right. All right. What's up, y'all? Back at you with another one of these mindful minutes. Um hope you guys are all having a good one. This week I wanted to come at you with something, uh another one of these Ohio State football gems, uh Gem Trestle Gem, which is something that uh with me uh you know you'll get real familiar with real quick. But Jeff, we uh so Samantha, my girlfriend, she's finishing up cycle instructor training intensive, and she was asking for Uh, a little bit of thought on like a mindful meditation, right? And so I was thinking about spin and, uh, you know, the resistance knob and these things and, you know, what happens to people's minds when the instructor tells them to turn up the resistance, you know, and especially like towards the end of class, it's real challenging. You're dead. You feel like your heart's about to pump out of your throat. Um, And I was thinking, you know, like, you know, being conscious in those moments, Um, of resistance, of two things that take absolutely no talent, you know, no training or anything, are attitude and effort. Um, You know, I think as a football player, something that uh, to me was preached since high school and then, um, you know, going into college, we had the whole team motto, one year, T-I-N-E, talent is never enough. And our whole focus was on doing the things daily that took absolutely no talent because, everyone at our level was so talented and that, you know, that's not going to be the thing that separates people. You know, it's going to be who does the little things day in and day out and, you know, football, like a lot of team sports synonymous for life in a lot of ways and not in some other ways. Um, But in that respect, you know, there's a lot of things in life, you know, when you get, you know, some crazy obstacles thrown your way or, you know, something happens in your family or, Uh, you know, no matter what it is, um, you can always control your attitude and your effort. And if you've got those two things on your side, if you speak life into yourself and your situations, then you're always going to have a way better chance of success than if you sit around doubting yourself, being negative, moping, um, complaining. So, you know, try to stay positive, try to stay on the up and up when things get a little rough, uh, you know, speak a little life into yourself, show yourself a little love.
0: Absolutely. And uh, just hearing that reminded me of when I was a uh, coach in football at University of Toledo, I was assistant offensive line coach. And um, one of my models I would always go by because obviously those guys there, Coach Campbell, who's at Iowa State now, they uh, always preach attitude and uh, effort. And then I started saying like the eat mentality, effort, attitude and toughness and, um, you know, be like a shark and you got to eat. So uh, just to uh, just to drop a little line in there about it. But again, thank you so much, my friend. That's a mindful minute with my man Stash Adams. Attention passengers, this is your captain speaking. Bitcoin is currently cruising at an altitude of about 46K. And the skies are looking to clear up soon, my friends. Welcome to week five of The Weather Report. I'm your host, Jeff Schugarts, and it's just me this week, folks. Our weatherman, Austin Barnard, co-founder of Orca Capital and contributor here at Stash It or Pass It. He's still on a safari in Africa, which I've been following along. It has looked incredible, and we can't wait to get him back on the show to talk about this a little bit. But um, you know he's been in the thick of it. I know he has seen some incredible things from elephants in their natural habitat in the wild, you know, apes and monkeys out in the wild, giraffes, lions, cheetahs, hyenas. So we're really excited to uh, just hear that full story when he returns. Last week we got to meet the infamous Bitcoiner and Bitcoin coach Marcus Moles. It was great having him on the show. We really look forward to him coming back in the future. He's a really smart guy. Had a really cool Bitcoin story. How he got involved, and you know how he really risked it, risked it for the biscuit, as we like to say. And uh, in Bitcoin, it's always biscuit season, baby. But. Hey, we, uh, we dabble in all sorts of stuff. This is the uh, weather report because crypto, just like the weather, it's 24-7, 365. So just to give a couple of updates of what's been going on this week. And uh, here at the end, I'm going to uh, review a product, which is the uh, Fold Bitcoin Rewards app and the uh, Fold Visa debit card. So uh, to get us kicked off, we got a little back and forth going on with uh, Vitalik Butterin and uh, CEO of Twitter Jack Dorsey. It's pretty funny. So uh, Vitalik Buterin, if you don't know, is the co-founder and creator of the Ethereum blockchain. And uh, Ethereum is what you know the ETH token is. But you know, so this week Vitalik Buterin came out. He is skeptical of Jack Dorsey's DeFi Bitcoin business. He said it will end up being a much weaker model than that of what Ethereum is and uh you know we'll have these articles in the uh in the show notes you can read uh, read through them and you know develop your own opinions about it but uh but uh, i watched this interview online and uh it was it was pretty interesting to see it so you know jack has openly been kind of trolling ethereum on twitter for example jack was uh promoting a new application of twitter and in doing that he took a screenshot on his phone to uh, show the new uh, Get Viserys, get I believe. It's uh, to create and sync a list of all accounts that he's following. And when he did this, the screenshot had, a, had a, a tweet that said, the Ethereum Foundation is bankrolled by their pre-mine. Them paying a researcher who is going on podcasts proclaiming Ethereum is Bitcoin is exactly why we consider it a scam. And the whole deal about pre-mine is... You know, essentially bitcoins are you know mined as it's developed and there's only 21 million that will ever be mined and uh, that's the scarcity of it where uh, ethereum you need to read into it do some research it's a little bit different uh, for example now how ethereum tokens are being burned and you know the uh, ethereum fork and all that so uh, some stuff you should look into but pretty funny just seeing this little back and forth you know that being said you know uh, Butterin, Vitalik Butterin, you know, the guy's a genius, Um, really, uh, really recommend looking up some of his uh, interviews that he's had and whatnot. But, uh, you know, that guy is going to uh, be in the news now for the rest of our lives. So it's going to be an interesting thing to follow. Another thing last week we talked to with Marcus a little bit about was Bitcoin in Congress. Now, I don't necessarily have an update on that there were enough votes in the Senate that that infrastructure bill, you know, is going to pass and it uh, they weren't able to get that amendment in there to help out with some of the different taxes and whatnot and the uh, regulations that are, you know, built in around that, that we were talking about last week. But a positive is as this goes to the House now, crypto for Congress, it is a uh, a campaign has just been started and Bitcoin sent to all Congress members. And so what is going to do? The Crypto for Congress initiative has launched the Chamber of Digital Commerce announced Monday. Today, all members of the United States Congress will receive a a campaign contribution in Bitcoin. As part of this initiative, the announcement details, there are 535 members of Congress, as we know. 100 are in the Senate, 435 are in the House of Representatives. Now, so what this is going to do, the uh, Crypto for Congress is an educational institution aimed at expanding the use and adoption of digital assets among congressional candidates, elected leaders, and engaged citizens. So this, again, it's going to get Bitcoin in the hands of people in Congress, quote unquote, hands, because it's going to get them to download a digital wallet. They'll start to learn. They'll start to understand and see how this can be and will be an incredible tool for the future, and it will also expand the adoption of overall blockchain technology and how that is really going to uh, be a huge disruptor across a multitude of industries in our economy, and I'm very excited about it, and uh, I'm continuing to learn more about blockchain and uh, see how it can help different, uh, different things, so... Really excited about that. Another big story that happened this week that was pretty uh, crazy, or I guess happened last week, but a uh, an update on it. So the uh, Poly Network, and that is a Polymatic. So the Matic token that uh, people may have out there. You know, I own a little bit of Matic because we actually use Matic on Zed Run, which is an Ethereum uh, decentralized digital horse racing game that is built on Ethereum where we use digital NFT horses that, uh, you know, race. And whenever we are racing them, you have to pay to race your horse and then you can win. And uh, bets are made with uh, Matic. So that's how I know about Matic and, um, and whatnot. So what ended up happening was there was a huge hack, over $600 million worth of digital coins were stolen. But what ended up happening was, you know, Polymatic or the uh, the Poly Network put out a big, you know, please return this, blah blah blah. And long story short, the hacker ends up returning it. So I mean, there's some people out there that are screaming, "Hey, maybe it's an inside job." I have no idea. I don't know enough about it. Um, I did, you know, watch some of this in real time though, go go down on Twitter. But um, so over six hundred million dollars, and majority of that has been returned but what's very interesting 268 million of these assets they're locked in an account that requires passwords from poly network and the hacker now poly network went as far as offering this person this hacker or this group a job as their director of security offered them five hundred thousand dollars if they just returned all the money um so up to this point they said they've they've retrieved all the money except 33 million dollars which was uh 33 million dollars i believe in um worth of digital coins that were a tether and uh, the issuer of tether they were able to actually use a built-in fail safe to freeze the assets as soon as they were stolen so um pretty wild story it will continue to develop i'm sure but and it also just highlights the, the real need for security. And uh, that was one of the things we talked about last week with Marcus um, and different levels of security, multi-sig security for your Bitcoin. And, um, and I believe that you know as this, uh, as this industry starts to grow and develop, security is going to be one of the biggest things. But that being said, decentralized networks, true decentralized networks are trustless and you don't necessarily need the security to a certain, I mean, you need the security, obviously, but the trustless networks, it works a little bit different than maybe some of the security we're thinking about. But anyways, pretty wild story. Definitely uh, worth checking into. And, uh, you know, last but not least, I really, uh, I've been talking about this a little bit. I've always had it in the uh, show notes uh, with this referral link, but I wanted to talk about the uh, Fold Bitcoin Rewards app. So please check this out in the show notes. It's a really cool way to get involved in Bitcoin if you're not. Or uh, if you are involved in Bitcoin, it's a fun way if you're going to spend cash to uh, get rewarded in Bitcoin back. And now this was done through what people would call gamification. Now, if anybody follows uh, Robinhood and kind of how they have uh, you know, come to market through uh, gamification within uh, investing... And so with the Fold Bitcoin Rewards app, you uh, essentially, when you get your Fold card, so you get a Visa debit card that um, is, can be connected to your bank account. And uh, you can also get direct deposit. Your, basically, anything you can do with a bank um, or with your bank app, you can do now, um, You know, or they're getting to with your Fold card. So for example, I've had, I've had checks direct deposited into it. I've loaded cash into it, but... Every time you use your card, you, you know, you'll get a notification on your phone. You go to the Fold app, it'll open it up. And so let's say I spend, you know, 75 bucks at dinner. Then I'll get a notification on my phone. I'll open it up and then a wheel comes up. So it's like a spin the wheel and that's the game. And then you spin this wheel. So every time you spin the wheel, no matter what, you're going to get some amount of Bitcoin reward back. Now the lowest is usually like 25 Satoshis, which is essentially cents, but, uh, or even less than cents. But, um, you know, as Bitcoin grows, those rewards grow too. So for example, right now I've been using the fold card for a few months and I have over a hundred dollars in Bitcoin rewards and that's just for spending cash. I don't know about you, but you know, my, uh, when I had a chase debit card or, a or a Huntington debit card or anything like that, I was not getting any kind of rewards back that uh, especially amounted to $100 or whatnot. So uh, I know right now, every time you swipe that card and you get to spin the wheel, you have a chance to win a whole Bitcoin. Now, right now, I believe 12 to 13 people have won entire Bitcoins. You know, my biggest spin back, you know, I think I got like 25 bucks. So you can get up to 25% of your whole purchase. Um... Now I know they're trying to get, you know, higher, uh, higher transactions on there too. Higher transaction, you get obviously the higher reward you can win. But uh, you know, I've used it for all sorts of stuff, and uh, really just wanted to share it with everybody so they can give it a try. Again, I've been using it for a couple months. I already have over a hundred dollars in free Bitcoin. And then one day, when Bitcoin continues to grow and it's worth a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, those rewards might even pay for the transactions that I had to use to get them. They might be worth more than the transactions. So that's what I'm hoping for. The rewards in Bitcoin are going to pay for themselves. They're going to pay for all these transactions to earn them. But uh, really excited um, to share that with everybody. And uh, you know, we're going to work on getting somebody from the full team to come on the uh, podcast, talk about it a little bit. Next week, we're going to have Brian Harrington come on here. He's from Choice Kingdom Trust. Very cool company. We will uh, have links in the show notes to that as well. But Choice Kingdom Trust has a Bitcoin IRA. And uh, me and him will talk more about that next week. But for example, I've rolled over one of my old 401ks into the Choice Kingdom Trust Bitcoin IRA. And you know I'm up about and feeling pretty good right now. So can't wait to talk about that next week with everyone and uh, have Brian on. But uh, again, thank you so much. This has been your weekly weather report with your boy, Jeff Shugarts. And uh, we can't wait to see you till next week, everybody. I'm here with my man, Big Smudge, Big
1: Smoke, Big Mike. Big Stash, baby. That's right. What's up? What's up? man so uh we do these we do these segments right and we talk behind the scenes and a lot of times we just start talking because me and jb start talking on the phone and stuff and it's like an hour and a half later we're like oh shit that's how we decided to come up with a podcast pretty much yeah and uh (laughs) so we're behind the scenes we always start talking i'm like jb if you don't fucking push record man (laughs) right so we've been backstage talking for a little bit and um it's uh we got a we got a lot to talk about. Um, I think first update with this new NIL stuff. These college football players are, whew, eating, getting paid, eating, getting paid, getting cars, getting all that. Man, I couldn't be happier. I saw uh that's right. I got my guy Jack Sawyer got the big. I think he had the big Chevy uh, lifted up. That's right. Them big old 37 looked like he had them big 37 inch tires on there i was right. like boy look at him i remember yeah. we were coming out of high school jb had the fresh Chrysler <laughs> 300 blacked out That's his right. dad That's paid right. for it <laughs> i had uh we were in a we were in a recession right or a depression at that point it was a, it was a
0: recession we, it was right before yeah. it really hit because it was 2008
1: yeah, right before- Yes, the housing market crash and everything, bro. In 2009, yeah. it was heavy, man.
0: Like, gas was 4 to $5 bro, a gallon. Gas was
1: $5 a gallon. The Ford dealerships are going out of out of, uh, out of of business. Right. I wanted to do a Ford dealership. My mom owned a Ford. I got, like, a good amount of money off from the Ford loyalty deal. And then the going out of business deal, I thought I was, like, so sick. And I'm just like, yeah, everywhere's closing. No shit, you got a deal. These kids,
0: these right. kids are getting
1: free cars. Three hey. big trucks, like the kind of truck that you that like that girl with the big badass dad, who's like everybody was scared of in high school, who drove the big truck and shit. You're yeah, right. These dads, it, like he, they're getting those trucks. You know what right. I mean? Like they're getting like the the big ass trucks that the dudes in these small towns who like work on the oil lines and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they jacked up two fifties. They're getting right. those. The the ones you see in the nfl parking lot you know what right, i'm saying right. like these guys got the big wheels on them like these college kids are getting those
0: with the 18 wheeler horns and you know just just to, just to try and just to plug it a little bit maybe we can maybe we can get a little benefit too from marky mark and the funky bunch man my man mark Wahlberg, my chevrolet, man, walberg chevrolet hooking these kids up you know come on over here and hook an old head up you know what i'm saying a little stash of the passing <laughs> mark walberg chevrolet uh you know, promotion. Yeah, here,
1: pass, pass a ride Jeff's way. Hey, you I'm, I'm hey, a Ford man. guy, but if you got a Ford dealership, I'll take one.
0: Hey, I'll stash I'll stash a truck right up right outside my house, man. Let's go.
1: Listen, man, I love it, though. Honestly, like, oh, I'm these so kids, happy for these man, kids. Like, just this. Just as like we JB and I literally as roommates fought over who overdrafted which day. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Literally, it's incredible. And like, bro, to Like, to think about how, like, if you got, like, if somebody wanted to give you free noodles and co., you had to be like, man, I don't know if it's something we should do, man. Like, we're going to get into huge trouble, bro. Like, for a bowl of noodles and co.? Some spaghetti and meatballs? Like, guys you pop around the corner and get your ass. Man, like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank God, man. Like, I can't, like, what this does for these families is unbelievable. I saw Thayer Mumford, uh, the Ohio State left tackle, Uh, you know, future first, probably top 10 pick, top five pick, um, awesome player, awesome kid. I saw he said uh, whatever endorsement money he made, he was, you know, sending most of it back home uh, to help out and stuff. So, you know, it's (laughs) like give these kids an opportunity, you know, to, you know, help out where they can. You know, they have such an opportunity. A lot of these – a lot of kids in in these big schools, they come from families who – from marginalized situations and don't have a way out and like they have a real opportunity to help mm-hmm. at a young age like this i mean you you bless them with that they're in school you can bless them with financial literacy as well you know what i mean they have Absolutely. opportunities to really educate these kids while they're in school still mm-hmm. you know why you have them at the athletic facility and they can't leave they can't just get <laughs> fined like right. the, you, you know you could really teach these kids some stuff So i don't know i really like the direction it's going and i think there's a lot that can that can be done
0: yeah i'm uh, i'm excited about it too and i uh i look forward to you know possibly getting involved a little bit i think there's a opportunity when you think about the gig economy and how things like uber or um, different apps like that instacart you know gave people opportunities to make a little money on the side now, I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, very high profile NIL deals, you know, your four, your five stars or your big stars on the field. But now there's a huge opportunity to, uh, you know, for guys that maybe are middle of the road players, maybe they don't play, but they still, you know, they, they have something they can contribute um, in a fun way. You know, there's lots of content creators out there. There's lots of storytellers, because when you think about some of these uh, personalities that you've seen in locker rooms over the years and like people that will you know, when you give them a a canvas or you give them a shot in some direction, they can really produce something uh, pretty amazing. So I would love to see, you know, things like that, too, beyond even some of these big deals.
1: Well, we're talking about team sports. We're talking about team sports like everybody eats. Right. Like yeah, how many yeah. times do you hear that? Oh, everybody yeah, eats. Right. right. So how, like the opportunity that the big name players have to help out like, bro. Right. Like if I was in school, do you like, bro? Andy Miller. Andy Miller was a player who played behind me. He was a great dude. Another guy from Western PA, heck of a family guy. We'd kick it with Andy's whole family. All this stuff, man. You know how sick it would be if I could have like, if we could have done autograph signings and had a right. guy like Andy come and be able to make some extra cash. Right. You know what I'm saying? When he's yeah. like young and engaged and like not right. doesn't have a you know a, a career yet, right. like. Bro, you know, just like stuff like that, or like a guy like a Russ Doubt, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. He's now right. a realtor in Columbus who was a punter. He was a, I think, was Russell walk on, or he might have been. Um, yeah, the he he's a
0: who, um, like a financial advisor
1: now. Yeah, so now yeah now he's a financial guy in Columbus. But I mean, like, uh, just thinking about like the opportunity that you would have to put those guys on to mm-hmm. like, get some startup cash, oh, yeah. and not only that, but to give them those relationships. Because it's not even like, like yeah, you couldn't take the money in college when we were there. You couldn't even have the relationship. Right. Like, right. you couldn't have it unless right. you just went to a park to talk to some random guy. Yeah, right. It like, couldn't take you out to dinner. You couldn't afford to go out to dinner. Right. You know what I'm saying? like right. You know, like, I mean, so it, it really is just, it's incredible, like, how many opportunities. And that's what I love about it is, like, everybody can eat. Yep. And it had, and that's, I mean, this is team sports, the best, the biggest team sports. So I don't, I don't see why guys wouldn't take that approach. Right. You know, can, right. Exactly. I, well, cause
0: it also opens up opportunity for, uh, you know, now you can, when you go home in the summer, you can go back and start like a foundation or an organization immediately and, you know, use that energy that, you know, around you, your you name, Coach
1: a football camp.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. You could start your own football camp while you're in college. That's what I mean. You can start
1: a football camp and have sponsors that pay for it. Right. And you get paid for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just there's so many things around it for the on the good side. And that's what I wish more of the conversation would be about sometimes versus... People muddy in the waters with you know how it's gonna negatively affect the game. I'm like, come on, man, it's gonna make the game. Yeah, better.
1: man, I'm passing that shit. This, I'm passing it all that. day.
0: This is gonna make the game better. This is gonna make opportunity better for so many more people, and I'm really excited about it. Loving it. That's right, baby. So, my man, I see. I see you just lit one up right there. That must yeah. take us into uh, our ner- our next segment, which is uh, the strains of the week. So what's the strain of the week my friend
1: smoking that biscotti
0: he got that biscotti and it's still rolling too hotty biscotti baby
1: biscotti too hot
0: so let, let's hear a little bit about it so what kind of strain are we working with how's it you know what's its uh what's its capabilities
1: indica dominant uh hybrids okay uh, in the couch i'm actually about to go teach a little hip-hop flow that's right about an hour and a half so i'm about to get into creating a little playlist so just get nice and chill, get in my zone, you know. Um, getting in
0: the zone and getting ready. About to bless, yeah. about to bless some, some students with some, some peace, some serenity, some sweat. Man,
1: they, bless, they bless me with the peace, the serenity. Hey, I just run out sweat on everybody while I walk around. Honestly, I'm like the sweatiest guy in the room, whether I'm taking or teaching the class. doesn't matter.
0: I try, uh, I try not to cramp up when I take Mike's classes
1: because he just leaves you in the chair pose for about an hour. It's crazy you say that we got chair week going on it's like shark week but chair week everybody's <laughs> got to see the table when i'm around
0: right man that's some that's some shaky that's some shaky butts going on man <laughs> Sh- <laughs> shaky business um, hey so about so just to talk about yoga a little bit i know you did uh what'd you have going on this week were you uh teaching yoga at like a juvenile delinquent center or what was what was the the deal there
1: yeah man uh a um uh teacher friend of mine down here my boy gerard webb um he's a heck of a guy man he teaches restorative yoga flow yoga um he's he's got a really good thing going on um uh, not only with like what he does at the studio but he's been going over to a, a juvenile detention center a kid's prison um okay. housing okay. facility where uh where he teaches yoga to the kids once, once or twice a week. Um, awesome. And he took me with them, uh, something that we're going to start doing regularly together. And it was pretty, it was a pretty cool experience. You know what I mean? I've taught yoga to teenage age kids in a lot of different environments, um, you know, like some at-risk youth and all that types of stuff, but never actually like in a prison, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so, you know these kids are all on lockdown for, you know how many ever hours a day and all that stuff, and right, then this right. is like during their rec time, so right. um, they usually do it in a classroom, but we actually did it out in the rec yard, like on the basketball courts, and um, yeah. it was wild. So there's kids everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. and you know they're it's a prison, you know, they're all talking shit and this and that and like you know, and uh, like to each other, but you know they they see us come in and they know Gerard and they see me big as all, you know, right. Big as I am. And they're like, damn, bro, what you play you and Madden, you know, every kid, what do they go straight to? Like every right. teenage boy, you were in Madden, bro. Like, I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, you know, whatever. And uh, they, they love that. So it's cool to see that. And then they're like, bro, you do the yoga. And I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, come on, right. man, like, come tap in, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, try something different, Right. Like, you know, don't be scared. Like I got you, you know, it's all good. Safe right. space. The- just being it's vulnerable
0: safe. is tough, man. Especially, you know, kids like that. I mean, just, I can't imagine. Oh, in that environment. Things. Yeah. In that
1: environment. Cause I mean, you're there oh, and God. like, you know, it's a prison. So like the kids, like, even when you get them on their mat and like, you know, we just started out, like I just kind of got them into a meditative state. Mm-hmm. and you know let them know it's a safe space and all that and as you're easing them into that space it you can see the layers peel back yeah like you know at first they're like looking over their shoulders seeing what's going on who's yelling about what over mm-hmm. there and all that right and you get them to kind of let go of that and to like get into their bodies you know right. and just kind of feel more yeah. you know than like listening and uh it's just like pretty incredible by the time you get them moving and you're taking them through a flow and you know in yoga every single one of us I mean like for me I I preach in my classes that it's about like noticing how you drift off where you drift off to right and then how quickly can you get back to your breath you know and so for them they're kids first of all and then they're in this wild environment you know what I mean um, and so then like you can see them drifting off, you know, their attention goes quick, you know, mm-hmm. and like, but then you can also see them snap back to it, right. focus back on the breath and really see it work, right. you know? Um, so it was just so cool to get to connect and then, you know, let them ask questions about football and all those things. Yeah. It, it was pretty cool because I, uh, there was one kid there who was trying to do handstands and he was doing them. And uh, he was like, what, like, couldn't stand still, yeah. for a second, you know, and I was like, tell him, like, just breathe, you know, breathe while you're doing it. And he like locked in and it it was so cool. And like, uh, me and him were doing handstand competition and stuff. And, wow, um, and it was great. It was, uh, but yeah, you know, seeing the kids just try different stuff. It's just, it's cool. You know, kids need someone who looks like them, um, right. You know to be a positive influence and to show them that it's okay to do different things and, you know, to kind of, you know, take a leap, I guess. And, uh, you know, I'm proud to be that guy. Gerard is a, is a walking, talking, breathing, just living great example of that. Um, uh, you know, and he's got a son of his own, uh, yeah. you know, so he, uh, you know, he's got that paternal energy about him, but also just like a really positive male influence. So right. to be able to come down here, uh, to a new place and to meet such great people, um, and to have these opportunities has been nothing short of a blessing. So anything I do for them, I feel it, that they're doing the same stuff for me, you know? So I appreciate it. All right,
0: folks. And we're back week five of the traffic report. I'm here with our guy, Dr. B, AKA Reed Brimmer. And, uh, he's going to dive into, uh, you know, a lot of numbers, we got a lot of earnings reports out a lot of big news with some of the uh, cannabis companies here in the United States. But before we get into that, I just wanted to uh, report that, you know, it is official, Chuck Schumer has introduced the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act to the Senate floor. You know, this would completely legalize, you know, marijuana cannabis on uh, federal level. So exciting to see that, you know, it closely resembles the Moore Act, Which was passed in the House, you know, and that uh, has a lot of good stuff in it as far as uh, expunging records of those, uh, getting some people out of jail, you know, creating, you know, a fund uh, to help, you know, communities that were uh, directly affected by the uh, war on drugs. So big, uh, big moves there. We will continue to follow. But without further ado, let's hear from our man, Dr. B, and what's going on in the financial markets.
2: Yeah, what's good, JB? What's going um, on, dude? Not too much, man. Uh so yeah, we're gonna get into uh some some numbers with uh the American pot stocks and we'll we'll talk a little about a little bit about Canadian pot stocks as well. Um but yeah, they've kind of been eating a little bit of shit lately. Um, but I don't I don't think it's an entirely bad thing. Uh things kind of got out of out of this world. After Biden got elected and the Democrats flipped the Senate in January, because um, right. already after the election was was called in no- November and December, um, stuff start the pot stock started to go crazy, and then once they flipped the Senate on that uh, January fifth election, things just went berserk for you know a couple couple months there. Right. Um, so yeah, things are things are down quite a bit right now. Um, so we're going to talk. We'll break down some of those numbers, and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, True leave. and they've they're actually getting investigated right now. The uh, husband of the CEO, Kim Rivers, is on trial right now, um, and they're basically the accusations are that they uh, kind of rigged the the medical system or the medical program in Florida. Um, to give themselves first mover advantage, um, and to get in there. Um, and, and I basically a few of the things that, that people have been saying were weird from the, from the get go were, right. um, f- for one instance, for in order to, to get one of the licenses, you had to have had a, a greenhouse or nursery that had been operating for something like 40 consecutive years and had, you know, you, you had to have had a, a certain number of plants for each one of those years Um, so they basically were making it, eliminating it from, you know, normal people getting in there and making sure the people that were established or had, had businesses already established that worked in that field had, had an advantage. Um, so yeah, her husband in trial right now. Um, and in in the meantime, the truly stock has been kind of tanking, um, and you know, we, I had that as a stash. Um, I kind of knew this stuff was going on. I didn't. I don't know how how big it's going to end up being. You know, it could be something where it's a fine, right. or you know, the CEO could end up going on trial at some point. So I think, in my opinion, I'm going to hold a slight amount of it. Right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna sell a decent amount off and eat that L. Put it into companies that I have more faith in. Um, right. You know, get uh, maybe diversify the risk a little bit there. Um, I don't want to take a 100% L at this point. Um, so, I, so I'm going to hold well, on to a small amount, but.
0: I mean, that being said, no reason to take a 100% L. You can, uh, you know, we're dollar cost know, averaging. L, in. We, yeah, we got to see what happens in the trial too. But, you know, things like this, you hate to see in the industry, especially, you know, from where, from where we're sitting, because obviously we support, um, you know, laws and whatnot that encourage people from the black market to come to the legal market. And um, or from the traditional market to the legal market, and when you see things like this, it really pisses you off because you know this is just anything. I mean, uh, when you cook the books like this, you know, uh, really, uh, really change the rules like that. You uh, you take away a lot of opportunity for uh, lots of people out there. So it's bullshit. You know, I hope uh, if he is guilty, you know, he's found. Uh, or I mean, if he if he is guilty, I hope I hope they find that, and uh, we'll see what happens with the stock price, but. You know, Reed, I definitely agree. Uh, I'm definitely, you know, right now while I'm buying these dips, I'm uh, I'm gonna hold off uh, on that one. But uh, but yeah. So what else? Uh, what else are we seeing out there? I know uh, we had some big numbers out from uh, from Green Thumb, but they might be in a little. Uh, they had an old investigation going on. Tonight. Yeah, they,
2: that's that's kind of older news. Um, they they're basically getting investigated by the the feds for uh, you know pay to play, basically potentially bribing to get a license. Right. So I don't think. I, I don't think the you know I think worst case for them is they probably pay a large fine or something. Right. Whereas Truly, I don't know, it doesn't look good if your CEOs right. you know get put on trial and they rig the whole system in their favor. For versus- well, that being
0: said uh, about Truly, so it was uh, it was last Friday. Kim Rip Kim Rivers was on uh, CNBC, I believe, uh, you know, talking about how you know the price was dipping, but numbers were good and what have you, but. Everyone was ignoring this trial, and uh, you know they were tweeting about this online. And then Reed, you know, tweeted at her, and she blocked him because yeah, he tweeted uh, this. Yeah, he tweeted this article at her. So, you know, I'm uh, I'm actually verified on Twitter, which is funny. I got verified when I was playing in the NFL, so that kind of helps you maneuver around on Twitter a bit. And I screenshotted it and tweeted it at oh, her. Nice. And then <laughs> within five minutes, she unblocked Reed. So I don't who knows what really happened there, but. Uh, there were definitely some uh, people heating up there in the comments about, uh, about this, uh, about this trial. I, I saw some pictures and stuff too. Yeah, so. I And
2: mean, they're just trying to act like it's not going on. And, right. uh, and I, she's got a lot, there's a lot of fanboys out there within the, the MSO investor community. Um, right. so she is pretty outspoken and right. she's a good, good face and she posts that she's buying, you know, more and more of uh, shares of Leave and, people like when a CEO puts their money where their mouth is, but right. you know, when you come from money and the system's rigged in your favor, potentially, you know, it seems kind of a little phony and, you know, I don't know, Well, I don't know what to think about it all right now. We'll, we'll see as things progress, but yeah, see how it meantime, yeah I'm going to be, be, uh, I'm going to steer clear of buying any more Um, Cause I, I mean, I, I like Green Thumb as a company and. Right really love them. And I, I like Cresco and the fact that they also do the whole, have the wholesale side of their business. So um, yeah, there's other good options out there. No need to, you know, put your money into some, into a business that, you know, you don't really trust the leadership.
0: Yeah. And I, uh, I saw this week, watch an interview with the green thumb CEO uh, heard that they're sitting on about 360 million cash at the end of Q2. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're investing it back into the company, uh, different projects they have going on, but uh, what can you tell us about them?
2: Yeah. I mean, nothing other than the fact that they're, you know, it's, it's a cash rich company right now. Um, they're working on some, uh, some pretty big projects in States like New York where they're actually taking an old um, prison there that they bought and they're turning it into a, a, a production facility. Um, and, and it'll be a whole a, a supplier for, for their dispensaries in the state. Um, so it's like a pretty big undertaking and, yeah. and, uh, you know, their revenues keep going up, they're cash rich, um, and they've got, you know, a, a great, I don't know. It seems like they're very forward thinking on, um, giving back to the community and trying to right the wrongs that have been done, um, throughout the, the era of cannabis prohibition. Um, right and they're pretty vocal about that. So I think, you know, great, great CEO, um, good, good leadership. And I, I think the company's on the right path.
0: Um, and I, I think they'll dominate. Yeah. I make uh, I'm really excited. Cause one thing I'm seeing is they got great numbers coming out, great projects, good leadership, a lot of cash and the stock price is going down. So in my yeah, eyes, no, I'm I'll, like, that's great. I'm getting
2: kind of excited. Cause it's near, and there's, was, there was a dip earlier this year, about three or four months ago where, uh, you know, I think they got down to maybe like right now it's trading at 2950 a share. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it got down to like 24 maybe um, right. a share. Um, but at the at the same time, you know, Trulieve had bottomed out at like 38 at that point in time. And now they're actually trading below, um, trading below Green Thumb at $27 a share. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it hasn't tanked as much as truly because of the, bad, the negative press they've been getting. Right. Uh, but it's still down quite a bit. And if it goes too much lower, I'm going to be really licking my lips. Hmm, right. Because um, I'm mean i pretty excited. Absolutely. Looking at it, yeah. All 52-week all range, it was $39 was the high. Um, and then it was down around $12 um, post-COVID stuff last summer. Right. Um, and it bounced back pretty quick. Um, and then with the election and all that, it went went crazy. But yeah, I think I think Green Thumb's got the most potential out of uh, all the American ones. And and so once it gets down
0: to twenty five, it's like a no brainer for me to start sinking some more money in. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll have it in the show notes and a uh, link to that article in that interview. It was uh, on CNBC. I think I actually saw the interview maybe on Yahoo Finance too, uh, who posted it. But uh, we'll have that on there. Because the CEO you know, goes really in depth about you know, how much uh, cannabis sales there are. He even talks a little bit about what's going on in Canada. And with or without uh, fully legalization across the United States, you know, he talks a couple of different strategies within that happening. But uh, all in all, he says you know, the, w- over the next 10 years, right now, cannabis uh, legal cannabis sales are $24 billion. And he sees that tripling over the next 10 years. And that's without accounting for fully legalization. So, yeah. I think stuff's going to uh, explode, and I'm really excited. how uh, How are the other two in the big four looking? It is uh, Cure Leaf and uh, Cresco.
2: Yeah, um, they're all down about you know similar amounts. Uh, Cure Leaf is seven dollars off its all time high or this its 52 week high, which is eighteen dollars. Trading at just above eleven. Um, and then Cura uh, or, uh, Cresco, um, was up at, yeah, fit 1750 earlier this year. Um, and it's trading at about, or 984 right now. Um, so it's off quite a bit, right? Um, almost, yeah, over 50 or about 50%. Um, so yeah, the, I love Cresco at that price, man.
0: That's right. absolutely, yeah, that's, that's, that's a that's huge no, stash. Right? I mean, if you're 52% down from all time highs, I mean, those are big, uh, Big signals for myself. um, Yeah, I mean,
2: dude, I'll be, I'll I'll be fucking amazed if this stuff is not back at all time highs within two to three years. Worst case scenario, right? That's the the thing too. New growth they're going to be experiencing, and new states continuing to legalize. And and if stuff does get federal, if something gets passed federally, it's game over. Right. The stuff setting all every every stock setting new all time highs and you know, it's going to go crazy and there'll be a, a, that'll be like the, the first national craze. I think yep. um, once these companies start to uplist and, um, it'll be a pretty special time.
0: Yeah. Cause even once they, uh, completely uplist, then you're going to get some, some grandpa money in there, some old money. Oh money. yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. A lot of more people. Coming money, to party.
2: Yeah. But big time. Yeah. Uh, just about anybody will, will want to have that at least a little bit of that in their portfolio that, I think um, yeah, and I, I think once institutions can start investing in that space, it's yep. you know, help a ton. Also,
0: so yeah. and it's the same thing like we've been saying. Once uh, these things get passed, laws get changed, more research into things that they can help uh, medically as well. So, you know, that you have that whole frontier which uh, you know hasn't even started yet either. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: the, yeah. The the, the whole medical side since it's schedule one there's not a lot being done there um so yeah i think that's going to be a big thing too but I, I think pharmaceutical companies will get in there and right play well, that play that angle more than individual companies but there will be be a lot of
0: that too so so we've heard uh, about our u.s companies so i know we got a little a little battle going on in north america what's going on uh, up north and our friends in uh canada
2: not much. Those stocks are struggling as well, um, but I, I follow Tilray probably the cl- closest. Um, they're the largest uh, company up there right now. Them and Canopy are close. Merged um, with the Fria. Yeah, they merged with the Fria earlier this year, um, and I had owned a Fria uh, stock. Um, I, I'd gotten in there pretty early. Um, I don't really own a lot of either of these right now, but um Tilray is kind of locked out of America obviously as we've discussed can't export anything here um, part of their play is to to be a global leader so once europe opens up and um, other countries will be be ready to rock there but um they just bought a bunch of uh, convertible notes f- uh, of medmen which is a, a company that operates out of, uh, California. Um, they yeah. have tons of dispensaries out there, um, just in California though. Um, and they were, they were crushing it for a little bit there. And I think they just, over overexpanded and overextended themselves. Um, and then they were running, running serious, uh, deficits and, um, ended up having to essentially get bailed out. Uh, and they're, you know, it was a company that I think was valued at, you know, over over half a billion at one point. I think right now they're only valued at about 200 million. Um, but yeah, so Tilray I think is going to have the option to to get 25 percent equity um, in Medmen, and that might be their first play in America. Um, they did they bought a, a American brewery called Sweetwater Brewing earlier this year. Really, I didn't um, know that. Okay that's a, a beer company based out of Atlanta
0: yeah uh, I know I know Sweetwater really well it's funny yeah, too that uh, they picked Sweetwater because it's Sweetwater 420s like they're
2: yeah exactly I think that's part of why they did it almost um yeah.
0: <laughs> and it was
2: probably affordable something they could afford I think they spent maybe like three four hundred million on it they were sitting on like six hundred million cash at one point right um a, a free it was yeah, and Afria is the one that bought them, and then they merged with Tilray. Right, um, they
0: used Tilray's name because Afria was kind of hard. To yeah, say. Tilray just
2: has. Well, I think it's just a little more. Afria is kind of a fucking weird name, anyways. But uh well, Tilray, Tilray
0: also got caught up in Wall Street bets.
2: Yeah, they did.
0: Um, you know, so people
2: there were Tilray was cranking on.
0: Yeah.
2: Wall Street bets, along with what's the other Canadian one? Uh, Sundial. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's SUNDL or
2: whatever. It's not going to exist in a couple of years, but right. whatever.
0: But so. yeah, so that's what we got going on in Canada. We uh so again, Tilray, they're uh they're not they're they're just buying up companies uh in America so they can make their uh make their next play. Hearing about Sweetwater is actually pretty exciting. Do you think yes. they'll take drinks with them or
2: Edmund's like the first cannabis company they've gotten involved with in America. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they're there, you would, you would imagine the thought basis behind um, buying sweet water would be to, that can be their beverage supplier for,
0: right
2: yeah, they can make Sweetwater THC, CBD, right. drinks, et cetera.
0: I mean, that's exciting to hear. So now we, uh, we're kind of zoom out 30,000 feet you can see kind of the uh, strategy that's going on, uh, from our friends in Canada as they, uh, start to implement in uh, North America. Once these, uh, once these chains get broken off and we, uh, legalize this, uh, this beautiful plant for the people. Yep. (laughs) Well, Hey man, thank you again so much. I think, uh, that just about wraps it up for the traffic report. I think we uh, got some good stuff in here today. Um, we will continue to keep everybody updated and, uh, as always, thank you so much, Reed. All right. Thank you, dude. And it's that time, my friends. You see the big old green Christmas tree in my man, Big Smudge's hand. Frosty. It's that frosty
1: frost. It's
0: the strains of the week. What are we smoking on, Big Smoke?
1: And this week we got a little bit of the grunts. The grunts. The grunts. G-R-U-N-T-Z. Love it. And, uh, yeah, it's fire fire it's all i know
0: well we're gonna look it up on leafly and we'll have a uh we'll have a link in the show notes myself this week i had a little bit of uh one of my favorites blue dream and uh Ah, classic yeah you can't you can't beat some classic blue dream but uh yeah i mean those are uh those are the strains of the week mike's rolling finally
1: you finally got off that og it takes jb a long time to smoke his weed y'all
0: hey you know i'm just uh He's, he's one been cutting of those, back, uh, which is good. I've
1: been cutting back, too.
0: Yeah, I've been cutting back pretty good. I'm, uh, you know, as an old uh, an old dad, you know, smoking out of his one hitter, you know, while he's mowing the grass. Sometimes I'll send Mike uh, snap or not Snapchats, but just a bit, actual text message videos. I'll be like, you, uh, you smoking grass, you mowing grass. <laughs> <laughs> smoking grass,
1: you mowing grass, guy.
0: That's right. Oh, bro. I was mowing I've... some grass today and smoking it
1: bro i'm I'm smoking some right now i need it for my quarantine loves um that quarantini weedy oh uh, gosh quarantini weedy um yeah dude I've, we've been smoking a lot of joints and my girl uh she got these pink joints called blazy susan mm-hmm. so now whenever like she wants to smoke or something she's like hey do you want to have a blazy susan and i think it's fucking great
0: Blazy Susan,
1: Blazy Susan, pink joint papers. You know, like I love. I love uh, one thing. I really just love. Um, it's like when you're growing up. When you're growing up and you're in school, and all the girls have really nice handwriting, and all the boys' handwriting looks like shit, chicken scratch. Um, I really love seeing like how, like my mom or like Samantha, for instance, like how women interior decorate. you know yeah. it's like the shit that i would do would look like chicken scratch handwriting and what they do looks <laughs> like the perfect perfect like girl font in their little gel pen colors and stuff mm, you remember right, that, right like dude it's unbelievable so like we started smoking these pink joint papers because she wants to have a bar cart with a bowl full of pink joints for people to smoke
0: nice
1: but she can't roll so i gotta roll them all and not smoke them so now
0: the real challenge is, are you going to not smoke the pink joints? Yeah, that's the difficult part. It's going to be tough in the quarantine. It, uh, it is. Just imagine laying there and you're going to be like, man, do I want to roll my own joint or do I just want to grab one of these these Lazy Susans?
1: I'm going to have to smoke my own joints while I roll the Lazy Susans and then roll some of my own joints as well, probably.
0: Right. You're going to you have to stash like a bunch of your own stuff.
1: This is, it's like a, it's like a trap that all, all, uh, stoners, like pot smokers get into It's like, say you're going to a big party or like a concert and you're like, Oh, I'm going to roll 10 dubs for this fucking concert, man. And then next thing you know, you've rolled like six and you accidentally smoked two of them. Right. And you then smoke you have two of them just talking about it. Yeah. Then you end up by the time you get them all rolled, you actually only have like four dubs from the concert because your buddies show up. Man, it's like it's a fucking vicious cycle. It's tough. Talk man. about a toxic cycle. It's bro. tough,
0: man. People don't people I'm sure there's some people that understand.
1: There's some folks out there that understand. There's some folks out there that's listening that been through this with us. <laughs> oh man. No, it's uh it's a funny deal though. You know, I I don't know, like you talk about the whole the whole cannabis like culture and you know, everyone's experience with, with cannabis. And, uh, I look at my experience with it and just like my intake over the years and how that's kind of gone. And like, you know, what are, you know, cause there's definitely, there's some times where I'm just cheaping all day, every day. And then there's been right. times where I didn't smoke for months, you know, like, right. uh, I mean, you know, so it's, It's always interesting and like what tolerance is like and what you're smoking. Like there's periods where I've been heavy smoking dabs, you know, or like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, putting a little shatter in the joint or whatever. Yeah. Like, so, but now I've pretty much bad boy putting shatter in your joints. (laughs) Real, real badass guy here. Right. This dude gets fucking high, man. This guy smokes his weed and he gets real high, man. He gets real high, dude. (laughs) bro bro so in my spare time i like to get real real hot
0: i mean there was a time dude where
1: i mean i was probably
0: working so much and like a lot of the stuff i was working on was stuff that i used to like enjoy doing
1: so then yeah like what do you like to do for fun like fucking roll up smoke weed and do whatever i need to do fucking fucking roll up and meditate (laughs) that's how it is bro it's like I i don't know
0: Sometimes, bro, like, that's going to probably be the first thing. I mean, I'm going to teach my kids about meditating, but when I'm just going to be out smoking sometimes, I'm like, where's dad? Like, he's meditating.
1: He's meditating, man. He's meditating. out there doing his big thing,
0: Right. Thinking about, hey, we just, me and the boys thinking about thinking. Thinking about thinking. Just me and the boys thinking about thinking.
1: It's like,
0: yeah, bro, I don't know. I just, like. There's so many things I keep wanting to talk about and I keep forgetting. <sighs>
1: <laughs> That's because you smoke too much weed. I was gonna say something about like that blue dream is making me daydream. <laughs> Daydreaming blue, hazy blue. <laughs> I was thinking about like like the whole thing. So I don't like all right so the whole thing with like smoking weed or eating edibles and all of these things, like medicating with cannabis, right. Mm -hmm. Is like, for me personally, like I, uh, you know, depression, anxiety, PTSD. Um, like these are all things that I'm diagnosed, you know what I'm saying? Like diagnosed, prescribed a bunch of pills that like, you know, I've taken, I've gone six plus months taking these these prescriptions, you know what I mean, and um, and all those types of things, and like I know how I feel like, and straight up, take take the pills for two months, feel really good. Three months, still pretty good. Four months, real foggy. Five months, not liking it. Six months, don't feel like myself, and I don't like it. Right, you know, and uh, and so you know, like I've tried you know, and also therapy, you know, I like, Mm -hmm. I'm a regular, I'm a regular with my therapist, you know, um, I've done group therapy, uh, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. I've done, um, EMDR, um, reprocessing traumatic memory stuff, all types of, all types of different therapy, you know, um, had my brain studied by, um, some really high-level neurologists with some really awesome technology um, and also been able to see the effect of cannabis on my brain Mm -hmm. within that study versus it not as well and um and also been able to feel that effect in my life and one thing is like oh there's not I don't think that there's a world where I can just take prescription pills every day right but Like, if I can smoke a couple of dudes and, like, be, like, absolutely fine and, like, you know, not super depressed and anxious and, like, you know, afraid to, like, not, like, hating going out in public. Like, you know, because that's the thing is, like, dude, I mean, whatever you can do to, like, combat those things, but if you can just stay a little more natural, I mean in my opinion, at least anything I can do to stay a little more natural is, is the way I'm going to go. Yeah.
0: Fuck that. No, that's where I'm at too. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I definitely, uh, I've taken antidepressants. I've had, you know, anxiety. I've been prescribed to, uh, Oh, what are they? Uh, like Xanax, things like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm definitely a hundred percent, on board with trying to stay as natural as I can because in those times when I was on those two you know it's the same thing I I used to always feel like when I would find myself sitting in a room and I was like why don't I feel anything and I would feel like water like washing up on the shore just like
1: (sighs) yep just blowing in the wind
0: and just not really like and that would like freak me out and then um you know, even when I was getting off antidepressants, like what that's like, like that was a wild ride in itself. Cause you know, you can't just stop cold Turkey. You have to lean yourself off. And, you know, just going through that was, you know, a very, very bad experience, but like, you know, being able to reflect and look back on it, you know, is nice. But, you know, when I was in it, I mean, there was, I mean, weird blackouts and different things like that. So, I mean, just, you know, you gotta be careful with all this stuff. Yeah, bro. And, um, you know, and then just dealing with anxiety, depression, I I have a lot of anger and stuff I deal with. And and it's just stuff that just happens. Like, it's not like I'm an angry person by any means. But, uh, you know, and cannabis has been one of those things that, you know, I'll use it in a variety of different ways. And, uh, you know, not not saying it's like a cure all, but just how it works for me. You know, it's something that, uh, you know, really helps me, you know, my day to day, just with, uh, you know, how I'm going to go about, uh, you know, all my business and just how I'm going to see the world. So, you know, if that works for me, then you know, I'm going to keep doing it, you know, and I'm going to I think there's a, a lot to be said about it just as far as, uh, you know, once there's more, more federal funding and some of these laws get changed because clearly, you know, the data is out there. Um, you know, this stuff really helps people, and uh, you know, I'm gonna continue to advocate for it because you know, as we both know, both of us have been, you know, definitely advocate advocates since you know, obviously, since we've been adults, uh, since we've known each other, so you know, we haven't been wrong. So, I'm just gonna, yeah, since,
1: since before we were adults, <laughs> right? I mean, and right, I might not have started smoking weed for therapy for therapeutic reasons, right? But I, I'm I'll tell you damn sure it was therapeutic when I started smoking it, though. Right. Like, I didn't go into smoking my first joint like, oh, dude, this is really going to bring me back to center. Right. Like, no. But when I smoked that first joint, I was like, oh, shit, man, this is fucking chill. Like, whoa. <laughs> right. You know, I was fucking eating Texas sheet cakes sitting on my great aunt's couch on Easter vacation. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like this is nice. But, you know, and like, as I've gotten older, you know, I've gone through things, you know, what I'm saying like PTSD, bro, having night terrors every single time you close your eyes for 10 minutes or more and like not being able to sleep and waking up in panic and like, I don't just mean once a night. I mean, like, you're waking up in panic every fucking 30 minutes, right. not sleeping. Like, and you know what that does to your head? It makes you crazy, like right. suicidal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been, th- I'm the ledges here, been there looking at it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, bro, lots of times. And that was something that when I couldn't use cannabis, because that was like a whole year and a half. Uh, we're talking like post-stabbing shit, right? So, mm-hmm. um That was a year and a half later when I first, and at this point, in an effort to be able to sleep, I had been drinking like crazy, like, whether it was out or at home, just to be able to, like, sleep. And, um, and then, you know, going to football, you know, so um, the day that I could smoke a joint, I had two dudes rolled up on my kitchen table, or on my living room table for when I got home that day. And I smoked one when I got home, like half of it, because I was like, "Whoa!" And um, and then I smoked the other one before bed with my roommate, uh, with my cousin Courtney. And um, bro, never, never a nightcare. ever. Right. And I'm talking about every single day, right, for a year and a half. You know, what I'm saying like the yeah. same dreams over and over, watching myself die over and over, to smoking a joint going to sleep bro and sleeping for eight hours right bro i woke up and cried right like legitimately woke up and cried and fell to my knees and thank god like it was incredible and that's the thing like and to deny that to
0: somebody or to make somebody have to like take a prescription a pharmaceutical drug is going to give you a bunch of other side effects like that's you know that's like what we're like advocating and fighting for you know what i mean it's like I think just having conversations like this are good because um, it would even help some people, um, you know, in our own lives, you know,
1: so. Oh, bro. Yeah. I mean,
0: this, shoot, my
1: alternative the sleep, the sleeping pills they put me on, like. Right. Uh, to be able to like, not like to try to not smoke it before I sleep. And bro, I'm on Trazodone, which is heavy, heavy, heavy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And not a low dose either. I got the big dose and the low dose because, Tried the low dose first. Um, night tearing, like a mug, sweating my bed out, freaking out, waking up, shaking and screaming, you know, like, and then they try the high dose. Same, same shit. So then they try a combo of the low and the high. I got all of the trazodone. on. I'm like, bro, this can't be safe. Like, the hell? Like, I'm supposed to do this every day. They're bro, and I'm doing that. And I'm still having the dreams. Words. Yeah, I'm just having the dreams and not waking up. Right. Waking up in my bed is like sweaty. Like, I'm right. talking about, like, I'm sweated out, bro. My shirt right. looks like I just got out of yoga. Right. Like, you know, like, that is that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? I can smoke a doob and just go to sleep peacefully. Leave me be. Right. That's the thing. There's
0: sometimes, too, like, when I've
1: had panic attacks and
0: when you go to this place that, like, you can't afford, like, to live in for more than – because sometimes, like, I get, like, needing to sit through things, breathe things out. Like, there's other – you know, other things, yep. you know, another. other, you know, as far as like even like going to yoga class and mm-hmm. other things you can take before you're obviously just like blowing down weed. But where I'm talking about like, say you get stuck in like a panic attack where you might be in it for like two, three days.
1: Oh and yeah, like, bro. You
0: know, like where you're not like, you're fucking Ooh. pulling the blinds closed. You're not answering the phone. Like yeah, that, that whole, that's
1: a whole episode.
0: Yeah. And you know, and those are the things that cannabis has like Helped me and like saved me from and yeah. saved. Isolating.
1: me. From. Yeah. And
0: that's uh, you know, so those are you know, I just wanted to have some of that, you know, we just started to have that conversation, it just kind of came out, but you know, those that's some of the ways my relationship with it, and uh, you know, definitely some of the hardest times of my life. Um, you know, when I really needed to figure things out and think through stuff, you know, I was definitely probably smoked up. I mean, I know for a fact one of them you know, I, like, faced a uh, a joint in the car and then went into a hot yoga class and then, like, came up with a plan in Shavasta got up, acted out the plan, and it all worked. So, I mean, and then that was, like, me one-on-one, you know, little cannabis, a little yoga, and I changed my life in a matter of, like, six months. Oh. So, it's, like, I'm not trying to, like, take, take a pill from somebody, you know what I mean? So, anyways. Yeah, it's like that, bro. Right. It's like that. But... I mean, that's the thing, man. It's it's medicine for the people, baby. Medicine for the people, baby. Smoke a plant. Hey, smoke a plant, baby. Stash that. And that's all, folks. Thanks again for being here with us today. This is the Stash It or Pass It podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Shugarts, and we can't wait to see you next week. As promised, we're going to have Brian Harrington From Choice Kingdom Trust. He's going to come on and talk about Bitcoin IRAs and get into uh, Bitcoin and taxation. Really looking forward to that. We're going to have him on the weather report. And also in the traffic report, we're really going to dive deep next week. We're going to have Jake Stoneburner from Stoneburner Wealth Management. Really excited for that one too, as uh, we introduce Jake to the show. And uh, as always, folks, like I reviewed in the weather report, check those referral links, the uh, Voyager referral link, like I said earlier, $25 in free Bitcoin after your initial $100 investment, you're starting up 25%. It's a heck of a deal. And like I reviewed in the weather report, the Fold, the Visa Fold Bitcoin reward app and Fold Bitcoin reward Visa debit card. It's an incredible tool. It's a fun way to start earning Bitcoin. I really encourage you to check it out. We got all the referral links for those, for Cash App, for Strike, for Coinbase, for Binance U.S. We got a lot of cool articles in those show notes as well. So thanks a million folks. Until next time,
2: stash it.